Hello, boys and ghouls. It's your favorite podcast host of the most, the horror, the horror heathen for the horror heathen YouTube channel and the South Jersey Horror Podcast. Today, I have a legendary actress who's joining with me today, and she's a, a very cool and all around fun person to talk to. You will recognize her from The Taking of Deborah Logan. Her name is Jill Larson. Now, a little background story on Jill. You became a model and were soon appearing in major American and European fashion spreads. While in Paris, you also landed your first film role as a Swedish au pair in Deadly Trap, starring Faye Dunaway and Frank Langella. Your next film role was as Jean Moreau's rival for her character's younger lover in the film, Dear Louise. You made your Broadway debut in Death and the King's Horseman. Other Broadway credits include Romantic Comedy by Bernard Slade and Dancing in the End Zone by Bill Davis. Your off-Broadway credits include Mayo Simon's two-person play, These Men, and Terrence Manelli's It's Only a Play. Other regional credits include Private Lies, Full Gallop, Holiday, The Seagull, The Tyler Rolls, and Agnes of God and Gypsy. In addition to performing, you produced... The Cabaret Review Serious Business, it's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. <laughs> One of your proudest accomplishments was producing and appearing in Wicked and My So-Called Life, a comedy review written by Winnie Holzman and David Babcock, which ran successively off-Broadway for eight months, almost a year. That's very impressive. In addition I, to your... I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Can I interrupt? I of just course. have to correct something. The comedy review that I produced and uh, and performed in was written by David Babcock and Winnie Holtzman, who also wrote Wicked and My So-Called Life. Those are separate projects that I was not a part of, just for clarity. Okay, thank you for clarity. <laughs> in addition to your career on the daytime television, you appeared in a number of films such as White Squall, with a World Mind and Shutter Island, which is another one of my favorite movies, and guest starred in Law and Order, Criminal Intent, Desperate Housewives, and CSI. In 2014, you had the, the leading role in the horror thriller film The Taking of Deborah Logan, in which you received positive reviews for your performance in the film. Later on, co-starred in horror films Can't Take It Back and The Manor. In 2014 and 2015, you were nominated for your role as Deborah and Logan in the movie at the iHorror Awards for Best Horror Character and Fright Meter Awards for Best Actress. Congratulations <laughs> on your nominations. That's a big achievement in my, in my opinion. So, well, thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, all possessed and all unpossessed, I present to you the Miss Lovely Jill Larson. How are you doing today? <laughs> Well, it's delightful to be here and to meet you and uh, to learn a little bit about your passion as a fan of horror. Uh, so, yes, I'm very happy to be here. Well, thank you for joining me. And yes, I am a lover of horror. Um, as I mentioned before, The Taking Deborah Logan is one of my all-time favorite movies. I can watch that movie over and over and over. <laughs> your character you had me convinced that you were actually possessed in real life throughout the entire movie. Ah, well, that's good. Sometimes I feel like I am. <laughs> and I'm hard to convince. So. That's right. That's right. Being a lover of horror for the past 20-something years, it, it takes a lot to convince me and to impress me. 
But that movie, first time I watched it, I was like, yes, this is going in my top drawer. This is one of all time favorite movies. So, oh, well, that's fantastic to hear. We had an outstanding time making it. I was a little um, trepidatious because, as I told you, I had never even seen a horror movie before. And um, I tried to watch um, Rosemary's Baby, but as soon as that scene with the creatures in the basement happened, I had to turn it off. And so, um, I, I, I'm maybe I don't know. I don't know why, but anyway, I don't have a large vocabulary in the horror world. But, um, but gosh, it was fun to work on that. And uh, we were down in Charleston um, or in Charlotte, South Carolina, and um, and working in a crickety old house and everything as you saw and the the idea of doing horror at least that particular role was that you really got to sort of open yourself up and and release your biggest feelings and emotions and most I don't know you could say unrealistic situations and you know, that scene where I'm in the kitchen and, you know, just throwing stuff all over, getting to just have like a two-year-old tantrum um, was just, it was so fun. I just can't say enough that how fun it was. So, so. But you had, you had me scared, which is the good point. <laughs> well, I will say that there were times when I would finish a scene and the director <laughs> would be, would be standing behind the monitor with his turtleneck Hold up like this and just looking. <laughs> so I thought, well, I guess that's a pretty good sign, and I've done the, you know, that. Did, that is awesome. That is fantastic. Um, yeah, it's it was fun. Now, did you have to audition for this role, or were you chosen because of your outstanding talents in previous? Uh, no, I did have to audition. In fact, they kept bringing me back. I had to audition four times, and I thought. I, you know, what, what else do you need to know? I, I, you know, but, uh, but the last time I worked with Anne Ramsey, they paired us up, you know, who played my daughter. And uh, that was really fun to, uh, to, to improvise and do some work with her. And, and uh, so anyway, yeah, it took them a little while to figure out what they wanted. Like I can levitate for you. Is that good enough? Yeah, really. <laughs> Spew, <laughs> you know. Turn my head around a couple of times. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, but I, I don't know. I guess horror movies. Well, like I said, I don't know a lot about them, so take my words with a grain of salt. But they seem to me that they trigger something in life that that we are afraid of and um, that we all have our own demons that we carry around with us and that these films may give us a way to sort of connect or feel some of those feelings that uh, are our inner demons in a safe environment. You know, when I first um, started working on the film and and the director said, oh, yeah, so you have to have the first gag within the first, I don't know, five minutes or something. And then and that there was a whole kind of recipe for it and or formula. And I thought, 
that 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 that's so interesting that that you're building an arc so that the audience is like oh, and then and then and then kind of uh, <laughs> you know and uh, so so that was that was just interesting to learn about and I thought maybe it's like people who love roller coasters you know that you love that, that sort of emotional ride of uh, of being so scared and then walking out of the movie and going and have dinner or something I don't know <laughs> they're going to sleep afterwards you know? that's right well I don't know that's, that's hard but it, my daughter is an adrenaline junkie she loves roller coasters so she does. How she old does. is she? Oh, she turns 18 in January. Ah. So, uh -huh. but at a younger age, we take her to two amusement parks all the time. And she's like, Daddy, I'm going to roller coaster. Uh, and we just went four times. I don't care. I'm going to go again. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. When they're little, man, they get they get fixated on something. And uh... but now she does her own writing. She has her own blog. And she does, she's very creative because she's autistic. So oh, wonderful. She, she's very creative. She can draw really well. And her language comprehension has gotten a lot better over the past couple of years. Oh, so great, great. she has over, over 4,000 followers on her blog already. Oh I'm like, this gosh. is amazing. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, she, she has a great imagination. She has, yeah. I will tell her that. And yeah, because sometimes these kids who have these, I don't know how to, but who have whatever, you know, Asperger's, did you say? or, no, or Autism. Autism. Um, have very creative and unusual ways of expressing themselves that, that bring a lot to the world, you know. And uh, so, so that's wonderful that she's using herself in that way and finding her audience and being able to have a dialogue with with people who resonate with what she has to say. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And she's retained this. She's been doing this for like three or four years now. So yeah. she's getting wow. a lot better. Good for her. Good for her. That's wonderful. So. So my next question is um, portraying an elderly woman who is battling Alzheimer's. How did you mentally prepare and physically prepare for that role? Um. Well, my mother had Alzheimer's just in the past last sort of year of her life, so it wasn't severe. But um, I, 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 I guess maybe I did that. And I, I think I looked at some videos of people who had um, Alzheimer's. and um, But I think mostly it's like, I know what it's like to be forgetful. I know what it's like to walk into a room and say, wait, what am I, what am I doing here? I know what it's like to walk into a party and have someone come up and say hello and I can't figure out who the hell it is. So it's not that big a step, really. You know, I hope, I hope I don't take that step in my life, but uh, but I feel like I I I get that, you know. Right. I have a sense of what that would be and and um, very sympathetic. You know. I get it. My grandmother had Alzheimer's disease, so yeah, yeah. So you can re re relate to that. And she how she passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. So, because there's yeah. one point she didn't, she didn't recognize me, it, it was heartbreaking. But you know, yes, 
That's right. And I think that, well, I know that the the, the two writers who wrote this, Adam Robitel also directed it, and that this character is kind of based on his grandmother. And so, so that was, a, you know, meaningful to him in that way, too. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> During yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, right. we, we had so much fun working on this. You know, there's a scene, I don't know if you remember, but... There's a scene where they're, I think we're, they're doing a TV interview or something. And then I start to sort of flip out. And um, the way it was written was that this was a time when I was going to uh, vomit mud and worms all over the floor. And so we had these special effects guys and they brought like a, um, a, a machine. I'm trying. What is that machine when you blow all the water out of your pipes uh, um, in winter? Anyway, it was something that would blow air. And so they gave me a tube that was about, I don't know, it was like a quarter of an inch wide. And I was supposed to hold it next to my mouth like this. And then you would, it would come out like this and it would look like it came out of my mouth. Um, but I said to them, well, I don't think that's big enough. That's, you know, no mud or snakes or worms or anything. Garden snakes, garden animals can get through this tiny, tiny hose. It's like a, um, it, it, it just was a tiny hose. And so they brought a garden hose. And so then it was a great big opening like that. And so I'm acting my mind off, you know, my head off, just writhing around with this thing. And all of a sudden, boom, they, they push the plunger and all this stuff comes out, but it goes all over the wall and all over everywhere, except on the floor where it's supposed to be. <laughs> and I am acting my ass off. I'm down on the floor. I'm writhing. I'm carrying on. And I hear this laughing and everybody you know, they've stopped shooting and everybody is howling with laughter because the special effect was so bad that it was no, there was no way that we could use it. And what they would have to do to recover the house that had now mud and slime and everything else all over it, you know. But so Adam fixed it by saying, there's nothing scarier than a closed door. And so when you watch this scene, you will see that it cuts from my sort of um, you know, sort of fit. And um, the next scene is the daughter slowly opening the door and seeing me over the toilet as if I've, and the, and the, and the then they could place all the mud and worms and stuff on the floor. Right. And so then you, you, uh, you, you understand what happened, but we didn't have to actually create it happening you know and uh so um so it was fun to see some of the ways that the special effects just went so so haywire that uh that we had to come up with or adam had to come up with creative solutions and he certainly did you know so it, it was it, that that's the that's the, one of the scariest scenes in the movies <laughs> yeah yeah and probably scarier because you didn't see the yeah. actual 
uh, you know, stuff come out. So, so was that the hardest scene you had to do in the movie, or were there other ones? Uh, well, you know, the hardest thing for me was when uh, it was kind of I, I I think it's early in the movie. Um, when I'm in the bed and start to be um, possessed and I, I writhe and fall out of the bed and then start walking down the hall in the hospital. Uh, does this ring a bell for you? Yes, yes. Yeah. And so they said, oh, yeah, so now put this blood, this fake blood in your mouth. It was like, oh, no, no, I, 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 no, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, it, okay, I'll hold the, the, the snakes something I've never done before. I, I'll hold the snakes with my bare hands. I can do that. I can go and do the scene at three in the morning when it's, uh, you know, 17 degrees out in a little negligee and dig a hole in the dirt for you. I'll do that. But don't make me put that stuff in my mouth. That's too creepy. And um, of course I had to, but... <laughs> But that was one of the hardest things for me personally. I just wasn't expecting it. And I thought it's going to taste bad. And it was so anyway, that was, that was one of my harder moments. <laughs> well, at least give me some Kool-Aid or something. It tastes better. <laughs> yeah, really. But Kool-Aid is the wrong texture. It's got to be something that's, you know, viscous. And uh, yeah. So it was Caro syrup with food coloring, but. So I have to know at the end of the movie is where you are like partially transformed into a snake mm-hmm. and your whole mouth is covering that girl's head. The prosthetic, was that very uncomfortable to wear? Um, it was very uncomfortable to make because they made a plaster cast of my whole uh, down to my shoulders here. And that had to sit on me and I had only two straws coming out of my nose and so I was completely enclosed in plaster and I had to sit like that for about 15 minutes until the plaster dried. And um, if you have any any kind of claustrophobia or fears of suffocation or anything like that, which, uh, which I have some of, you know, um, it, that part was really hard. And they were looking to make the, the rubber mask that would do that. However, um, when it kind of came time, it, it's a long, boring story. But anyway, that was one of the special effects that trying to do on a, on a real tight budget did not work out. And so we, we did that after we got back to L.A. and were able to use uh, CGI and stuff like that to, to make that come to life. So. I had a friend of mine who watched the movie a couple of days ago and he saw that scene. He's like, Oh my God, I can't watch that. <laughs> so how do you watch that? Yeah. I think that's the scene that really kind of cinches the deal, you know, that <laughs> people really don't expect, but. And I was told there's so many loopholes in the movie about the, about that, about that scene specifically. Can you and, tell me what do you mean loopholes? Well, um, I do a lot of research on movies, especially uh, like loopholes, um, Easter eggs, stuff like that. I do that just for the heck of it. Yeah. So there's a loophole in in the Taken Deborah Logan is where at the end you're in the cave, and you have your mouth over the little girl's head, and the the actress who plays your daughter in the movie, she shoots the gun, and supposedly she's supposed to shoot Deborah in the head, but we don't see a bullet wound until after Deborah comes out of the out of, out of the courthouse or not out of the, out of the hospital. 
So, but there's nothing there during that scene. So they think that they shot the little girl in order to complete the ritual. So. Ah, oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I'll have to watch that again. I, I, I didn't catch that myself, but, uh, but it's wonderful that the audience is engaged in such a way that they're conjuring uh, their own uh, scenarios around it and stuff. But, and I went back and watched the movie. I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> that's interesting. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll have to go look at that. Now, was it was it scarier for you to play the role as Deborah Logan? Or was it just very easy? Oh, no, it wasn't scary. Uh, well, I mean, there were scenes that were, you know, when you... As an actress, you know, when you're involved in something that's highly emotional, your body doesn't know you're playing. Your body doesn't know you're pretending. And so um, you can become pretty caught up in, you know, like the spinal tap scene or, uh, you know, (laughs) some of those scenes. Yeah, it's it it's it's it takes things out of you, certainly. Mm. You know, your nervous system is really put into, uh, put through, uh, you know, quite a lot. But, uh, but it wasn't, I guess because it it was sort of um, larger than life in terms of circumstance. Well, maybe that's not the right way to put it. Um, I can, I don't I I it's it it's I'm sure people who have uh, family members who have Alzheimer's and who you know some people with Alzheimer's can become violent and and very difficult and uh, and out of control. Um, maybe it, it 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 is realistic. I don't have personal experience with that, so. For me, as an actress, it was just like, oh, pull out all the stops and go as far as you want, you know, because this is a situation that invites that and requires it. So, yeah. And the, the spinal tap scene, I, I had to look away because yeah. I, I couldn't watch. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that was hard, but... Uh... But so other than that, no, it's not like, I mean, uh, that that play I, I did called Agnes of God. Now, that was a play that I dreamt about every night and that I really took home with me. And I guess it's different also with film because you do that scene once and then you're done. So yeah. it's not with a play, you're repeating it eight times a week. And uh, so the the horrors of that were of a different nature, but they really got under my skin, you know? So. Well, you performed that role very well. I'm not going to lie. I mean, because <laughs> you had that look throughout the entire film. We were just like this the entire time. <laughs> it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> But there must be other movies where people who are possessed look like that. No, I mean, but you 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 took it to a whole new level as <laughs> <laughs> it's such an exceptionally well level at that. So, 
Well, I I did a movie this spring that should be coming out soon. Um, I think it's called um, Becky Unleashed. And it's a sequel to a horror movie that was called Becky about a young girl who um, had great powers. But in it, I play the I play a um, a white supremacist um, cell leader that is we're just about to um, do a, um, an insurrection in the government, and um, so it's another kind of scary lady, but a really fun one too. So. Yeah, I wrote that down so I can mention it in the video. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can mention it in the... <laughs> anyway, the yeah. one scene that really scared me is when you're getting your hands washed in the bathroom by um the young lady right. who's doing do the research. By my daughter, yeah. And you just look at the camera like, what are you doing here? Get That's, out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. That's what I was saying to her, you know. What are you doing here? Who are you? well i am so glad i watched the movie and i'm so glad i had the chance to talk to you because like i said i I love that movie and you're and you in that role specifically you did it so well and they, they couldn't have picked anyone better to do it so well thank you very much it's lovely to talk with you and really fun to be here and uh i'm just delighted that that the movie uh you know connected with you in such a way that's wonderful it at first time i was hooked i was like this is yeah. one of the best found footage movies i have seen in a long time yeah because it was I will, I will say that um not too long after it came out uh, my daughter was at college up the up in upstate New York and um, I was visiting her and we were in a coffee shop or something and a young guy came up and and said you're you're her aren't you and I said "Uh, you know and he said no no I mean I can't drive by a woods now by the woods she she said that's the scariest that's the scariest movie i've ever seen i'm afraid to stand near you i'm going to go back to my table now and and i thought wow oh well it's having an impact yeah my job is done right right right. so so that was funny but uh but yeah it's it's wonderful to have the opportunity as an actor to create something that that is so impactful to the audience and because uh, that's why you do it of course and you connected to so many people on this as well too so i'm not the only one who loves the movie i've met other people that i talk to online and on social media who just love the movie and love your role in particular so. yeah yeah <laughs> well that's that's great that's fantastic deborah logan has a fan base <laughs> Yeah, all right. Well, that's what I like to hear. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Yes, yes. There needs to be a sequel, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It bring you back in the sequel. Right, somehow. (laughs) Well, anyway, thank you very much for having me on your show, and I wish you so much luck and happy holidays to all of your your, uh, viewers. Thank you so much. And I wish you the best in your career. And I'm definitely going to mention your new movie, Becky Unleashed. So people can go yeah, watch it in the theaters. Right. So, yeah, that should be out shortly. 
Merry Christmas to you and your families. Happy thank holidays. You. And yes. thank you so much for joining thank me. I am I'm I'm super excited I got to talk to you about this. And I'm right. gonna I'm I'm gonna cherish this interview for the rest of my life. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I'm delighted, I'm delighted to have been able to be here. So ladies and gentlemen, the legendary Jill Larson. Thank you so much and have a wonderful, wonderful day and holidays. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye.